Hey, everybody. It's Legal Queen LA. We are back with another episode of The Royalty Room. And we are here today with a very special guest named Jackson J. Huffman, who is the world's greatest creator, entrepreneurial, creative, mentor, and Gen Z ally. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about all of those things, what they mean, and how we can help our younger Gen Z uh, counterparts out in their creative journeys. Jackson. Yay, yay. Glad to be here on Royalty Room, baby. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling very royal. That's what I'm, I'm here I'm, for. I'm the I got the tassels That's, on. So, okay, I'm before we even get an, into anything <laughs> real serious right now, yeah. we have to do a fit check. Because fit right check. now... Oh, you want a fit check? Yes. Okay. It is giving um, Black Panther oh. meets South Beach, Miami. Uh, oh, okay. I yes. Like that. I like that. A little mashup for you. I mean... I let everybody interpret my thing the way they want to. You know, for me, it's just... You know, this is a double-breasted shirt. Mm. You know, it's like mm. a, you know, this and it's you got a pocket light, on the inside. Loose. No, it's just straight up, just oh. like constructed really nicely. <laughs> I, I love this, it. I got these teal teal pants on, they're loose fitting because we don't, yeah. can't do skinny nothing no more. Skinny's you know? out. Skinny's definitely out. Ugh, I, I gotta go these, through my closet. These tasselly burgundy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, well, yeah, yeah. We, you looking nice too. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to be here. In thank you. Room. I'm happy that you're here. Um, we're giving legal Barbie today. Um, okay, okay, okay. But we met Jackson and I. We met at the infamous Hollywood and Mind Mental Health Summit um, back in May, which essentially started off my podcast. Um, my very, very, very first episode, I was doing research into what I wanted to talk about, you know, mental health statistics and different things like that. And one of the things that I came across was the summit. And I didn't know anything about it, how I could go, if I could go. And I came on the episode and I told everybody about it. And we talked about, you know, Charlemagne and Demi Lovato and Master P. And uh, I said, and I'm going to be in attendance at this summit. And lo and behold, the day before the summit, Miss Kathy uh, sent me an email. She said, hey, Ash, I found some tickets for you. So I manifested my way into this summit, and it was a life-changing experience. Um, yeah. Met a lot of great people. What led you to the Mental Health Summit? Wow. First of all, it was wonderful meeting you and your girl that was there. Yes. Yeah, shout out Calais. Calais. Y'all are cool people. And... And I think that's really what stood out to me the most. It was like, I have been working in the entertainment community um, for three decades and working in, you know, with mental health experts on solving some pretty big challenging problems among our youth right now. And these pockets of communities that I've been working with for so many years ended up in the same room. At Hollywood and Mind. Mm -hmm. And that was absolutely amazing. It was somewhat overwhelming on one end, but it was also very, uh, I was very hopeful about the future because if we can get Hollywood to support storytelling um, that's necessary to help our youth thrive, mm -hmm. overcome their challenges, specifically mental health, and thrive, um, we can put a dent in that problem. 
So wow. that's why I was glad to be there. That's good. That's good. Um, speaking of Calais, she was on my first episode where we talked about the the summit, and um, that episode was entitled uh, "The Culture Versus Mental Health." Okay. And today, our our title that that came to me while we were getting ready is "Communication Versus the Culture," and I um I was in church virtually this Sunday. I have a church in LA, shout out Oasis, shout out Pastor Jul uh, Julian. Um, but I always watch my church back home in Orlando and then another uh, one or two churches that, um, you know, I subscribe to, like Pastor Michael Todd. Um, he always speaks to me. But this one particular church in Orlando, Journey, was talking about um, the lies that loneliness will tell you. And it not only was obviously a spiritual lesson. Um, but it was talking a lot about Gen Z and it said that they are the absolute loneliest generation that has ever lived, yeah. quote unquote. That's um, that's it's terrifying. True. It's very true. That's terrifying. Um, and just this past, I think maybe two, three weeks ago, we went to another summit. It was a mini Hollywood in mind and it was about the epidemic of loneliness. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think how we got here is the communication or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you have a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, very proud of you. I want to give you. you your flowers. You going to law school, um, recognizing that you have a great personality and being talented and then having a heart for our, our culture. You know, you have a rare combination of things that, make you pretty special and needed right now. Wow. So I'm going to, I like your title. I would I would like to share with you that it's not just about communication. Um, when you think about communication, think about it like what are the tools that we mm -hmm. use to communicate? Nonverbal, um, audio, um, you know, there's all written, video. But the one tool that we really have the greatest challenge with is listening. And mm. so <laughs> for thousands and thousands of years, human humans have perfected audio. We can talk. We can, And when we're listening to somebody, a lot of times we're just thinking about what we're going to say next. So the truth of the matter is, is that communication is not going to um, we get, we got to get deeper into that. We got to get into how do we listen better and how do we listen and then connect better because it's really connection versus the culture. It's really, mm. it's really how we connect, not just communicate. We do a good job of communicating through our songs and communicating through our shows and communicating through our films as an industry, but it's truly, are we listening to the voice of the youth they say mm. they say if if uh you know you want to understand the temperature of a culture check in with the music of the youth wow entirely so if we truly want to improve the culture we have to address what the youth are listening to and and creating and uh, have a play a role in that. Yeah. So it's truly the connection that's needed. And I'd like to double down on that and say to you, it's not about, I, you know, I'm glad, especially with Hollywood in mind and 
all of the reporters out there that report on mental the mental health crisis, the Surgeon General of the United States and this incredible report that came out this year that really kind of broke it down. But to share with you what my understanding, having done lots of research around this, is that Gen Z is was is a digital first digital native child. That was mm -hmm. the first child born with a smartphone, with an iPad in their face. Right. Previous generations, we didn't have those tools as as babies, young children, etc. So what we would do is a parent would be frustrated, and the parent would say, "I'm frustrated." The child would say, "I got an issue right now." I'm going to scream until my mom or dad comes over and addresses my issue. I'm hot. I'm, so they give us a pacifier. So the pacifier would go in the mouth. And the baby would go, okay, cool. I'll take this pacifier and I'll chill the fact that I'm too hot or I'm hungry for a minute. But when the baby was not done, when the baby was done with that, it would spit out the pacifier and say, yo, I'm hungry. Got a poopy diaper, et cetera. But not in this latest bit, this latest generation. They were born with a smartphone, and the baby would sit through that. Mm -hmm. That smartphone is something else. So the baby would be like, "Okay, cool. I can I can tolerate this for much longer than I normally would." And inherently, what ended up happening is the screen became the screen between them and their relationships. Mm. The smartphone and the iPad severed this generation's relationship with their parents. Wow. It became the screen between them. Now, what happens when the baby has a screen between them, the 10-year-old has a screen between them, the 15-year-old has a screen between them and their relationships with their family members, friends, coworkers eventually, followers on social media, screen between me and my relationships on social media. Um, significant others is that you end up with a entire generation that suffers from loneliness, anxiety, depression, suicide, way too much violence, unemployment, underemployment. So that's, we need to understand where it came from, where the problem actually came from so we can address how to solve it. If we know that the connection is the key, being able to connect with the people in your life, in a meaningful way is the key, then we can come up with a solution. And that's what we're here to talk about today. I love that. Yeah, I think, um, and then also, you know, you add in the regular everydays of life as as a, a teenager or a young adult or a, any adult in real life. And then you add in the pandemic and then you add in- Trauma. You know, trauma. Every exactly. generation has had trauma. Though. Exactly. So that's not uncommon, you know, you know, parents struggling with their kids. That's been around for generations. Mm -hmm. um, heartbreak with significant others. That's been around for generations. Um, you know, but as mankind continued to innovate, connect the earth, that's what the, that's what the internet was supposed to do. Um, it actually did quite the opposite. It right. put us in these pockets where we don't 
have enough connection. Yeah, it's like there's so like many millions and trillions of people and things that you can talk to or or look up or do, but in turn you're more lonely. Yeah, and it's a simple thing, you know. We the solution to loneliness is more connection, mm-hmm. and the result of that is better relationships. So you you focus a lot in in working with the the creatives that are in this Gen Z yeah I do category. Um, can you tell us about a little bit about what you do, um, how that how that looks, and um, what kind of got you started on the idea that these these kids need uh, some assistance? Well, I've I've been working with three generations of creative people. My generation is Gen X, Millennials, and then now Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about Gen A. Um, I'm nervous for Gen A. And you should be. Oh, that's my so, sister. God bless them. And I've worked with Boomers in very special ways too. They've mentored me and and been a part of this big solution and recruiting incredible business people all over the world to play a role in helping the largest population of people on the planet in history with their loneliness, anxiety, depression, and suicidal challenge. So when I think about your question, this is the creative age. Mm -hmm. The agrarian age was farming. Manufacturing age was in the industrial revolution. The information age was the internet and technology. And now we're entering into the creative age. And now that we're in the creative age, we have a creator economy. We have, and creators are truly the resource to help civilization advance. So I've always known that, that creators can play a significant role in solving the world's greatest problems and seizing the world's greatest opportunities. So when I identified the problem with the Gen Z population, and their mental health, and then how we could come up with a solution. It's all about who can deliver that solution the best. Right. Gen Z creators can do that. These are content creators, social media influencers, some of whom have millions of followers on social media. So I partner with them regularly in my work anyway. At Creators Capital, we help young people develop their talent, create their projects, start up and grow their companies. And while I was doing that work is where I discovered this problem. The year before I met, I had a young lady, her name is Melly. She's got a couple of million followers, 2.5 million followers on social media. But I discovered her when she was 14, year, 14 years old as a songwriter. And the year before I met her, she had tried to commit suicide twice. Mm. I didn't find that out till she was 20. Then I had another Gen Z creator named Haley. And Haley came to me about a month into working with her. She's a small town from Ohio, comes from a family of fascinating, creative women totally brilliant social media influencer, and she was begging me for therapy. And I just couldn't figure it out. These girls are young and talented and, you know, thriving, doing what they love, and they were struggling. And then when I got to looking even deeper, I realized, wait a minute, this is bigger than just the clients and the creators that I have. There's a real problem here. Yeah. I chose to partner with creators and not just be in the business of helping them develop their talent, create great projects and grow their company, but how could they play a role in solving their generation's greatest crisis, which is the mental health crisis? So, and have they learned this life skill that I'm gonna tell you about today called dialogue? 
and dialogue helps you have improved mental health. As you, dialogue helps you have better relationships, improve mental health, and access to more career success and joy in life. So that's the promise that I say to the creator. I say, listen, if you learn this life skill, it'll help you be a better creator. It'll also help you be a better partner to other people. It'll also help you be a better friend. It'll also help you be a better spouse one day. So it's a pretty compelling message. I got to learn a life skill that helps me connect with the people in my life right? so I can have all these great results. And then I said, the only thing I require is that you share the message with your millions of followers, is that you be an advocate for your generation learning to dialogue so they can have the same great rewards that I'm about to give you. So that's what I did. I worked with them for two years straight. I recruited these great relationship therapists, Dr. Helena Kelly Hunt and Dr. Harville Hendricks gave me the shot and they made a funding contribution like my business leaders that become Gen Z allies do. And then I was off to the racism. How do we solve this problem? Right. But I did it in partnership with young creative people who I believe are the best creators in history and also just so happen to be have the potential to be the best entrepreneurs in history. They own their audience. Right. That's a game changer. Right? That's so true. I, honestly, like at this point, I'm not, I'm not quote unquote old. I, I'm pretty. You young. under thirty, girl. I'm pretty young. You like Gen Z's like, big sister. You almost Gen Z yourself. Don't do me. <laughs> um, but I feel so old in terms of like I don't do. I I can't figure out the TikTok thing. I can't yeah. do. I don't know how to do this. I need help with doing this. And I'm just like, am I my mother? What? <laughs> you know, so I definitely get it. Like, um, well, the I good was... thing is that they're available for you. We have creators on over 40 campuses now. Oh. And in at USC, we have, so I can figure it out. We can have creators come work with you. You can come to, you can come meet them. They're available and, and they're a real movement. Um, you know, Ash, you've been, you're part of the culture. You're part of the music industry. It's the 50th year anniversary of hip-hop. Yeah. And hip-hop saved my life. It gave me a break as a me young too. person. Me Yeah. Wow. So what I'm sharing with my fellow, you know, leaders in the culture is that this new generation needs their own version of hip-hop. Mm. You know, we call it deep pop dialogue, pop music. Mm. Okay. Um, where our music came from, you know, I remember the first time I heard Rapper's Delight and these great, you know, songs from NWA and LL Cool J. And, and I remember feeling like that was, they were talking for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I think that we are now so kind of removed from the spirit of why the music was originally created. Storytelling. Storytelling and the advancement of our community, mm -hmm. not the destruction of our community. Right. And I think that we have a great opportunity to step in because I don't want to focus on the hip hop leaders of the past didn't really connect with the young people. I need, we need to fix that. We have to connect mm -hmm. with the younger generation and show them the way. My point is, how will they do that? See a world where Chuck D is sitting down and having a dialogue with a kid that has a switch on a gun in Chicago, ready to end somebody's life and theirs. Um, they view rap music as a way out, but there's one foot in, one foot out of the streets. You know, how can we go not communicate, connect? How can we go connect with that person? How can we inspire them to create songs that are going to be real? Because we're never going to lose that. But real has a tendency to 
be relegated to this one little space, which is destructive. Real is also how real can we be? I really want to survive. I really want my people to survive. I really want to thrive. I really want to be a positive influence on future of humanity. Mm -hmm. if, if young people understand that that's what they truly have the opportunity to do, they'll begin to take ownership of make the changes that um, I believe are going to be necessary. We cannot go another 10, 20 years in the direction we're going in. Oh, no. So I'm proposing, I'm not just proposing to complain about it. I'm proposing that dialogue life skills can play a role in that. So you keep mentioning dialogue. Mm -hmm. Can you um, tell us about what you mean? Yeah, so dialogue is using carefully structured sentence stems to connect with someone else during a conversation so that they feel heard and safe. Okay. And they, they, there's more um, basically connection as opposed to polarization. Um, Largely, there's way too much polarization in our families, in our friendships, in our romantic relationships, in our government. We are a polarized society. That became about because we were a competitive society for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Winner take all, me against you, self-help, right? That, those components created this world, this competitive society, and created a significant amount of polarization between us and the relationships that we have. Right. Dialogue says, I'm not here to compete with you. I'm here to mirror, validate, and empathize with you. Um, I'm here to really listen. And I'm gonna, we're going to do a demonstration of what a dialogue truly is, and I have a little dialogue presentation today. All right. So once upon a time, there was an unforgettable campaign that taught the world to sing in perfect harmony. Dialogue songs. Deep pop music, baby. Music is so powerful. Man. Music is so powerful. It's crazy. And these cell phones are so powerful. So yeah. How do we use the media to play a role in solving the problem? We're in the business of developing plans and um, we create MVPs, minimum viable products with key performance indicators. That's what KPIs mean. Um, we created a product line, an edutainment experience. We're conducting, currently conducting business development to secure more business allies, sponsors, and donors. Edutainment. I like that. Well, that's where we need to head. You know, this generation, want ha, because they were born with a smartphone in there, as they have super brains. So that's why they're so bored in class. Right. Their brains have literally been exploring the world wide web, and then you're going to go sit them in a K through 16 classroom? Mm -hmm. That's not going to cut it. That's why they need allies, business people, to step up with their knowledge. And that's why we have to create edutainment experiences because they truly have a unquenchable thirst for more knowledge. Mm, wow. So, I like to think of this this show as edutainment. It is edutainment. I like that. Oh, for sure. It's a trademark class, oh, yeah. too. Education and entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Class oh, is it? One. Oh, what? Education and entertainment. They just didn't think of the verbiage that you did. Oh, they didn't put it together? They didn't put it together. Okay, well, that's what we do. We know some creators do. We put things together. Yeah, trademark that. <laughs> so I hear brands are having a hard time reaching Generation Z. We're tricky, aren't we? 
Yeah. What's up, LinkedIn? My name is Haley West. I go by Haley West Co. on all platforms. I'm an influencer and entertainer at Creators Capital, and I'm about to teach you about my generation. Right now, in 2022, Gen Z makes up one-third of the world's population, meaning one-third of the world's population is between the ages 25 and 10. Wow. There are more of us than there are baby boomers. Now, as you are watching this video, I urge you to keep in mind that the brain is not fully developed until we're about 25. This means that right now, in 2022, Generation Z does not have a fully developed brain. I want to teach you about our mindset, but first let me teach you about our life. Gen Z is anybody born within the years 1997 and 2012. Now, I would like to point out that both the years 2000 and 2012 are within this 15 year time span. The two years that half the world's population thought the world was going to end. Like that was a thing. Anyways, 2001. 9-11. The oldest of us are four. I was three. For some of us, this is our first memory, me included, and that is terrifying. Generation Z has grown up in a world shaped by this tragic event. And now we're starting to step into the workforce. We're voting. We're making a significant impact on our family's buying decisions. And we're pushing hard to shape society to be more inclusive, equal, eco-friendly. Okay, back to the timeline. It's 2008. <laughs> we're in this like middle school, elementary school age frame. And life is good as far as we're concerned. And then BAM! The Great Recession hits us right where it hurts. Most of us have parents that are struggling to pay their bills. Some people lost their jobs. Some lost their homes. This caused a lot of couples to clash, which resulted in a rough family life for a lot of people. Half of our parents got divorced at this time. Then we get to that high school age. It's 2016, things are starting to pick back up, and then a reality TV star becomes the president of the United States. That's what we know him as, at least. The world is in turmoil and everybody Damn. is polarizing. Then we get to that college age and we're finally at that point where we get to step out into the world on our own and experience life for all it has to offer. Travel a little bit, make some new friends. <sighs> but then 2020 happens. At an age where we're full of excitement and energy, we are forced to sit down by the COVID-19 pandemic. We are forced into isolation and deprived of human interaction. And this has resulted in epidemic levels of loneliness, anxiety, and depression. And let me again point out that our brains are still not fully developed. These are some of the major events that have happened in the relatively short time span of our lives. This is what's shaping our minds. On top of this, we are the first generation to completely grow up with technology, social media, and cell phones. Studies have confirmed in detail how this has a major effect on our brains. However, above everything that I just listed, if you ask any Gen Zer right now what their main concern is, there's a good chance they'll say something like climate change, mass shootings, the COVID-19 pandemic, healthcare, finances, the crises that we face as a generation right now. Generally speaking, I think my generation would rather not focus on the past, but instead the things that we can fix today. That being said, a lot of us are hopeful. Way too many of us are not. As I said before, anxiety, loneliness, and depression has skyrocketed. Generation Z's suicide rate is up 54% compared to any other generation. So when it- Wow. When you put it in that perspective, Lots of trauma. Wow. And cell phones and social media added to that. Yeah. So it's a different mix. It's a different bag of challenges. which is going to require a bag of solutions and mm. opportunities. So 
I'll go on. So that's where Gen Z allies come in. These are business leaders. I've recruited um, Candy Carter, which was uh, which was Oprah's top producer, has become mm-hmm. a Gen Z ally. Um, Dr. Helen Kelly Hunt and Dr. Harvard Hendricks are, are Gen Z allies, and head of the number one uh, M&A firm in the world has become a Gen Z ally. This great female venture capitalist has become a Gen Z ally. And these people, one, provide knowledge transfer on camera, so Gen Z can have a lot of hope that there's somebody who wants to teach me about something really hard to learn that I can't learn in high school, I can't learn in college, really. But I really want to learn. I really want to learn how to be a venture capitalist. Haley, that was just speaking there, learned from Lee Jin, at, at, who came from A16, Andreessen Horowitz, how to be an angel investor. Wow. Over an eight-week period of time. And then some Gen Z allies also make a funding contribution. This One of, one of our Gen Z allies this year, his name is Larry Malman. He's a dirt to skyscraper real estate attorney in New York. And Larry, when he retired January 31st, started as a Gen Z ally February 1st and has played a significant role in, in helping us build out creator houses where we do this work in, in, these, in, in creator houses. Was that um, like in Los Angeles? Is yeah. that nationwide? Or? So we have three creator houses in Los Angeles. We just purchased our first one in Dallas. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. And um, that's a part of a $100 million fund to buy more creator houses and help Gen Z creators develop their talent, create their projects, start up and grow their companies, and learn to dialogue with their families, friends, coworkers, and followers. Hey, I'm Haley. I'm from a small town in Ohio called Loveland, and I grew up in a family of fascinating and super creative women. Unfortunately though, none of them had an outlet for their talents and for most of my life, neither did I. When I think back on it, that still makes me sad and it definitely affected my mental health. But there's good news. This has all changed for me. Today, I am a Gen Z artist, entrepreneur, and content creator with over 500,000 followers on social media. And most importantly, my mental health has significantly improved. This is my story about knowledge transfer from Gen Z allies for teens and young adults My generation is the largest on the planet, and we have a lot of potential, but we struggle with our mental health the most. The pandemic, growing up with social media, school shootings, the list of traumatic experiences that we've had to endure can feel endless. Your knowledge transfer can make a difference. We are looking for older people that love us. We're looking for people that we can trust. Providing your knowledge transfer gives us hope for our future. I wanted to improve my mental health. Over a two year period, I learned how to dialogue from world-renowned relationship therapists. I wanted to make my debut album. I was inspired to do it by a team of superstar Grammy award-winning music producers. I wanted to maximize the value of my creative work. So I learned how at a knowledge transfer workshop from leaders at the number one M&A firm in the world. I didn't know it when I was given the opportunity, but I loved that I had the chance to learn to be an angel investor. I received eight weeks of knowledge transfer from a venture capitalist that cares deeply about educating young people like me. Thanks to the Creators Capital Venture Studio in Creator Houses, I have received knowledge transfer from business leaders that we call Gen Z allies. Gen Zers like me cannot get enough knowledge transfer. That is where you come in. If you are a business leader who has worked most of your life and you want 
want to give back, the easiest, most scalable, and powerful thing that you can do is let us interview you for one day where you can teach us what you know about life and business. Please care, pour into us. When you teach content creators like me, I teach my family, my friends, and my followers on social media. That is what makes what we can do together so special. I invite you to become a Gen Z ally and provide knowledge transfer. Make a funding contribution if you can and empower Gen Z for life. Wow, I think honestly it's amazing. Um, my, my brother and sister are both 25 um, and I feel like there's just so many ideas, so many things that, that they wanna do, so many. You know, I, I've heard people tell my sister, like, you, you need to focus on one thing or whatever. That It's not what they do. It's not even what I do. Yes, yes. There, there is no focus on one thing. Work work this job for 80 hours a week and, and raise your family. No, like, that's out. Yeah. And my dad, my dad is really young. My, my parents are, I think, 47 this year, maybe 46. Mm -hmm. And they're still on the mindset of, you know, you work this this same job at this firm or this same office for the rest of your life and then you retire. Absolutely not. We're not doing that anymore. And that's why I think it's really important to help families like that connect with each other. Yeah. Explain to the parents why. This is why they're different than us. They're never going to be able to not have the brain that they have. It's too stimulated. It's been the World Wide Web has been racing through their minds since they were children. So there's no way to stop that. Right. It needs more education. It needs more opportunity. It needs to see more of the world. It needs to connect more with their, with their peers. So one of my greatest challenges is helping the generations understand each other so they can connect and be a part of the solution. Oh. So I'll go on. That's so Gen Z allies are really important. Mm -hmm. this, I'm really proud of my work with Dr. Helena Kelly Hunt and Harville Hendricks. Just to give you a little, little rundown on who they are, they were featured on Oprah 17 times in 20 years. They wow. won Oprah her first Emmy. Um, they wrote four best-selling books, including Getting the Love You Want. I highly recommend that to anybody um, looking to connect with their significant other. Uh, they trained over uh, almost 3,000 therapists and Mago therapists at their institute. Um, they established a network of women that donated not almost $900 million to women's causes. That's, that's what Helen did. She's in the Women's Hall of Fame with that work, and she's also a Hunt family member. They're, they're one of the 18th, they're the 18th closest family in, in America. And then they gave me the opportunity to, to extract dialogue from their practice and apply it as the solution to Gen Z. I think maybe okay. I should step out and we should have um, Megan step in okay. and you guys can teach us kind of what all of this is about. And we'll demonstrate maybe, a dialogue. Yeah, I want, okay. I want to learn. I want to see it and I want to apply it okay. in my own life. Okay. Whew, God knows. <laughs> but your girl needs more connection. Your girl be running her <laughs> mouth, but is it ever connecting? <laughs> we don't know. We can help with that, sis. We don't know. <laughs> so, this is Megan A. Tully. She is a incredible actress. Got it. <laughs> and creator. I've worked with Megan for four years. She was what I would consider to be Gen Z's big sister. She's just right outside of the top of Gen Z, but and at the bottom of millennial. So she's a really great resource for us because she not only has great leadership skills, but she's an extraordinary creator. This is our app 
for dialogue. And I'm going to explain to you a little bit before me and Megan demonstrate this. Dialogue traditionally would be in a therapy environment. So couples in crisis, working with Dr. Helen the Kelly Hunt and Dr. Harville Hendricks would be in a therapeutic environment. The challenge with that is that only 2% of the world's population can hire a therapist. And meds is is very helpful for certain people, but there's so many side effects to that, that that's obviously not going to be a, a, a scalable solution to the Gen Z mental health crisis. So a lot of our work is focused on how do we create tools and uh, methodologies and approaches that help us to scale a mental fitness solution to the Gen Z mental health crisis. And one of those is this app called Dialogue. And me and Megan are going to demonstrate what a dialogue looks like. There are a couple of main dialogues. One is called a frustration. So when you're angry, upset with someone, you want to request a dialogue. Me and, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and another one is an appreciation. Today, I think we're going to do an appreciation. Yeah. So Megan is going to express appreciation, which is something we don't do often to the people with the people in our lives. We express appreciation is really important, and uh, especially if you're trying to have more connection with the people in your life, which will help you have improved mental health. So yeah. we just press start here and we're off to the races. Dialogue is using carefully structured sentence stems during a conversation to ensure everyone feels safe and heard to reduce conflict. The skills you learn when you learn how to dialogue is you learn how to mirror. You're going to see me and Megan demonstrate how to mirror. You learn how to summarize what someone is saying properly. You learn how to validate them for their feelings, and you learn how to empathize with them so you feel they feel more connected to you. Choose sender or receiver. You're the sender today. Mm -hmm. I'm the receiver, so I'm going to press receiver. And every single sentence stem that a therapist would give you if they were teaching you dialogue is now in this app as a receiver. And every sentence stem that Megan is supposed to use is also in the app as well. Okay. So, so we got to make Megan's eye gonna contact and take three deep breaths. Okay, we make eye contact. Make, you're supposed to be facing each other, but since we're in podcast seating, we're not quite facing each other, but we would be directly facing each other if we were like this. Okay. Okay. So ready? This allows us to focus on connecting with each other with what we're about to say and share and hear. Next is Megan's going to ask me, is now a good time? That's a sentence stem. Is now a good time for an appreciation dialogue? Yes, it is. But I want to pause here on that specific sentence stem. Asking somebody is now a good time to talk to them about something will eliminate 50% of the conflict of your life. So many of us are interrupting other people's movie, which means we're interrupting their life. We call it interrupting their movie. So I just barge in the room and say, I need to talk to you about what happened yesterday or how I feel or what you did or this and that, whatever. And immediately the other person goes, oh no, I, what did I do wrong? And this is a scary situation, so it's the fight or flight kind of flare-up that our brain does automatically kicks in. But if you want to learn more about that, just reach out to us. We can share with you all the information you need about all these sentence stems and the importance of them. But to eliminate 50% of the conflict in your life, stop interrupting other people's movie, guys. Okay? Got that. Go ahead. Start over. Okay. Is now a good time for an appreciation dialogue? Now is a good time. Cool. So the appreciation I experienced towards you, I was thinking about it earlier this morning, and I think um, as a creative person, we work together, and 
every day work on something for Empower Gen Z, for Creators Capital, and to better the world. And I was thinking about how creative people need three things constantly, mm. uh, validation, inspiration, and motivation. And I thought, hand raise. So when I raise the hand, that means I'm on overload, which means I want to mirror her for accuracy. Let me see if I got that. Um, you've been thinking about how we work together and have identified that there are three things that creative people need. Motivation, inspiration, and what was the third? Validation. And validation. Did I get that? You got that. Is there more? Yes. And so I was thinking about how in any given situation, you're able to give me one of those three things. I haven't had I, a lot of those things in my life, and um, especially not all from one person. So I find I have found myself scattering my energy and my resources and my attention quite frequently to, to try to get all those things. And I think it's really cool that all of that can be rolled into one human being. So, so it, it makes me feel just very appreciative, grateful, and loved and happy, cool, joyful. Yeah. So you, because I do these, these things for you, um, it reminds you of that you don't get that, get those things in a lot of other places. This is the only place that you got, especially all three of them. Um, and now that you have it, you feel happy, joyful, and um, more than fulfilled. Yeah. Fulfilled. Are those accurate feelings? Those are accurate feelings. Yeah. Okay. Is there more? No. I think it's a remind. Yeah. So, remind. Okay. What does it remind you of um, from your past? Um. Oh man, we're about to go way deep. Uh, it reminds me of when growing up, because everything relates back to our parents, right? So it really makes me think of a time when I was younger when I did not have that. And so that's why it's such a big impact now that I do have that from you. So it reminds you of when you were a kid and you didn't have these things from your parents who aren't bad people. You know, I always tell you that parents are not trying to do that. They just... They parents just... suck. <laughs> <laughs> not all parents, not all parents. Well, they're just parents and parents... Have a job to play and they're doing the best they can for the most part so what i would say is that there was a time that you did not have these things so now you really appreciate that you do totally yeah did i get that mm -hmm. yeah you got that well thank you for sharing thank you for listening <laughs> and then you have to make how long of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're supposed to five seconds in the dialogue and you just hug it out or whatever you do or dap each other up or you know you can choose how you want to end the dialogue so that is a dialogue demonstration. That is a appreciation dialogue. And if you can imagine doing that with your family members, your friends, your coworkers, your significant others, I can guarantee you that it would bring you more connection with the people in your life, improve mental health, and access to more success and joy. Totally. Definitely does. Meg's dope. So... The dialogue that I prefer is with my son right here because yeah. he does not talk back to me. <laughs> and he does all the listening yes, that you could ever he's want. He's the most perfect listener. <laughs> and the most important thing is he cuddles with me. So you just want us to be dogs. Well, there is an argument about a correlation <laughs> between men 
and, and dogs. dogs. We, we, we need to be better dogs, is what you're trying to say. So thank you, one, for coming to the show, but yeah. also thank you for um, giving us a little bit of research, um, background, and also performing or acting out. Or, Demonstration. Or, or, yeah, that's mm -hmm. the word. Mm -hmm. Demonstrating how we can learn from this program of dialogue. Um, I think that it's really nice to imagine conversations with my parents or with my my significant other whoever they may be and um imagine them in that way because you know I've done therapy I I was in couples therapy before for uh 6 months I was in therapy with my sister for 6 months and I think this would have been far more helpful to kind of go about things this way through the dialogue perspective or through the dialogue app, which is really convenient and obviously speaks straight to Gen Z. Right, right. So um, brilliant on, on that. You. Thank you. Um, and I think it is something that, that we should be learning in therapy because it, it kind of sets a standard at the beginning. And I remember with, with my ex, it was very difficult to get through sessions sometimes because whatever I'm saying is not getting in here and whatever he's saying, I'm halfway out, out the door already. Right. There are three stages of love. There are three stages of relationships. Most relationships die in the second stage. Mm. That's why we need the dialogue process to make it through the second stage of our relationships. What are the stages? So the first stage is the romantic stage of love or the romantic stage of a partnership, or... It's probably the only stage I ever made it to. <laughs> no, you, you've made it to the power struggle. <laughs> so, because that's the second stage. The second stage is the okay. power struggle, and that's where relationships die. And all too often, we just seek out a new romantic relationship, a new partnership that feels better, a mm -hmm. new girlfriend or boyfriend that feels better, when essentially, we're just going to go right back through the same stages of the relationship and we have to learn how to mirror, validate, and empathize with anybody in our life in order to make it from the romantic stage to the through the power struggle and into um, in a loving relationship is true love, unconditional love, or in a business partnership, a thriving partnership. So, yeah, you you've been trying because congratulations to you. Six months of therapy is a real commitment and. Going to therapy with your sister is a real commitment. The opportunity that we have now is we've been innovating in all these great areas, but we haven't been innovating on how to love each other. Oh. We need more innovation around how to love the people in our lives, how right. to give and receive love. And this is what I would consider to be the greatest way to love anybody. It's foundational. Listen, listen to them and make sure they feel heard and validated and empathized with. And, um, yeah, that's... That's the that's the promise of learning to dialogue is because you'll have more of that in your life. Well, thank you again, Jackson. Thank you, sis. For coming. Um, I'm so excited about about everything that you're doing. Thank and you. I think, you know, you keep calling us the big sisters of Gen Z. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> I think it's 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 helpful for myself, but I'm really excited to see, you know, what what comes of this from for the younger community. Ashley, this is this it's big. We we have to play a role in directing this 
the largest demographic of people ever on the face of the earth. No, whenever she said it was one third of the population, it's one third of the earth is, is between those ages. And we're just out here just acting like this is not going to be a problem if we Ooh. just let them continue to have rampant loneliness, anxiety, depression, suicide, violence. Like, we, what? No, we have to get scalable Apocalypse. solutions. We have to get scalable solutions in the mix as fast as possible. And that's what our work has done. I'm appreciative of, you know, the legal, you know, legal queen L.A. and the royalty room and at meeting you in that great space where our tribe was, Hollywood in mind. You know, it's starting to happen. We're starting to kind of step into the power of the entertainment and media industry. Yes. Really promote solutions from our greatest creators. And uh, you're, you're, you're one of the people that can help make that happen. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited about this episode. I hope you guys <laughs> feel the same way as us. Um, and make sure that you like, subscribe, comment. Um, his email and his contact information is going to be in the info below. But let us know your thoughts and let us know any questions, comments, concerns. And we might have to bring it back around for uh, part two episodes here I, soon. I, I can bring all the smoke anytime y'all want to because this is my life's work. And it's really fun to work with brilliant minds and of all generations because I'm really kind of creating this intergenerational movement. Yeah. Right? And pulling these people together. So That's important. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's going to take all of us to play a role in this. So step on in. Y'all better stay tuned. Skills. He said he's bringing all the smoke. So <laughs> the Royalty Room podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. And Kilo might even appear again soon. Because Kilo! so good on camera. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you next time. Peace. Much love.